Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Uh, the Colts lose yesterday to the Titans at Lucas Oil, 24-17. to 17. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on Kevin Bowen from 107.5. The fan, I, I'm tired of twisting myself into a pretzel trying to figure out what that is that I watched yesterday, other than it was just a bad football game. So I'll, I'll just let you explain to everybody what they witnessed yesterday. What did the Colts fans watch yesterday, that disaster? Well, it's probably the same old song and dance. Um, you know, it's a bad football team playing in a worse division right now. <laughs> just to kind of summarize it up, it's a team that continually gets off to slow starts. It's a team that's offense right now is – not only in, in really kind of scoring the football at any sort of respectable level, but it's also just giving away the football at an extremely alarming rate, putting the defense into some really bad situations. And, you know, when you're just another team in the AFC South, that's never a good thing. It's something this franchise is not used to at all, but that's the state of the Colts right now on October 3rd, 2022. So let's point some fingers here because this is what we do on Monday following situations like that yesterday. Um, what's been worse? What's been more of a disaster, Kevin? This offensive line that makes more money than any other offensive line in football or the play of Matt Ryan? Boy, that's a good and a sad question at the same time. Um, <laughs> I would say the offensive line, just because you promised Matt Ryan that, you know, you knew what you were getting to Matt Ryan. He's a 36-year-old quarterback that, you know, I use golf analogies frequently. He's walking up the final few holes of this NFL round that he's on. Uh, but what you said to him is, we're going to support you. We're going to give you one of the best offensive lines in football. We're going to give you one of the best rushing attacks in football. And you have not given him that. By no means am I absolving Matt Ryan. Nothing I've seen out of him in the first four weeks of the season would want me to bring him back for 2023. His ball security, again, is at an extremely, extremely alarming rate right now. But, you know, some of this was whispered about. Not to this level, but some of this was whispered about. Like, there's a reason Atlanta has moved on from such a franchise great. And you haven't given him the constants. You haven't given him the stuff that this organization is supposed to be about. And if I'm Jim Irsay, that might be the most discouraging thing from a Chris Ballard standpoint. Ballard, as a general manager, his roster construction belief is we're going to be great on the offensive and defensive lines. We're going to be a great team in terms of running the football. And they have not even sniffed that this season. Kevin Bowen, 107.5, the fan here, uh, talking a little Colts football. Um, go back to something you said, dig down a little deeper here with the, the about slow starts. I mean, I feel like the slow start aspect of this team has been a constant theme for years now. Yeah, Nigel. It's, like, um, like playing from behind always and then having to dig your way back. You know, it's kind of two things. They've played from behinds in seasons a whole lot under Frank Reich. You know, one and five, one and four, those types of starts. This year, they're trending in a similar direction. This year, it's been much more of a they get behind in games. Yes. Um, if you, and actually, you could probably point to last season. 
you know, that season finale in Jacksonville, a trip to go to the playoffs on the line, you're down 23-3 to in that game. Week one in Houston this year, you're down 20-3 to in that game. Week two, Jacksonville, 24 to, 24 to nothing. Uh, and then yesterday, 24-3. to I mean, those are against the bad AFC South teams around you. Don't tell me that Tennessee team's any good yesterday. No, no, no. I mean, that was the worst rushing defense in the NFL. It's a team that signed three defensive players in the last month that started for them yesterday and totally shut down Jonathan Taylor. It's an offense that has no playmakers outside of Derrick Henry, and yet they came in here and built a three-score lead. When you get down three scores in the NFL, that is – you cannot survive that. What it creates is uh, no margin for error. So when Jonathan Taylor does have a very rare Jonathan Taylor moment and he fumbles late, Game is pretty much over because you're just not good enough and you haven't kept yourself in the game enough to overcome that. That, to me, I, I kind of answered it from the Ursay-Ballard point of view on the previous question. That would be where, if I'm Jim Ursay, I have my biggest questions for Frank Reich. The offense can't score, and the football team, Frank Reich's football team, can't get off the good starts. At some point, that comes down on the head coach from a mindset preparation standpoint. So let's get into Jim Ursay just a little bit here. You know, I'm watching the game at home, and I can hear the boos from the TV screen. I can't imagine what it sounded like inside the stadium when the Colts were getting down 24-3. to uh, All through the week, Jim Ursay kept calling for the fans. We need you. We need you PO'd. We need you fired up for this game. At what point does Jim Ursay have to look at this coach and this general manager and say, listen, we've tried everything. You guys are the problem. Yeah, you know, if you're Jim Ursay yesterday and you you see that happen in your own building and think about how public Jim Ursay was on Twitter last week. You know, you didn't see Jim Ursay very public after the shutout loss to Jacksonville. You saw him really public last week on Twitter. The Tennessee matchup. The fact that his franchise entered yesterday, having lost four of five to Mike Vrabel, it should be noted that Mike Vrabel, their head coach, was hired in the same cycle as Frank Reich. Mike Vrabel actually interviewed before Josh McDaniels was the higher heir. So I think there's a lot of just natural pent-up frustration about that for Jim Irsay. And now we've seen what are these ugly performances, ugly starts, divisional loss happen at home. And I think that's the embarrassment meter to kind of watch with Ursay the rest of this month. What happens when Jacksonville comes into your building in a few weeks? What happens when Carson Wentz comes into your building <laughs> later this month? Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to test Jim Ursay's patience and have him do something that, you know, he's never really been in a position to do as owner, and that would be make some significant in-season changes, you drop any either or both of those games – I think that could get Ursay to do something. Really? I mean, you're a guy that worked for the Colts. You did media for the Colts for a number of years. You've you've been a Hoosier all your life. You've paid attention to the Colts. Yeah, Ursay really doesn't make those kinds of moves in season, does he? No, and Nigel, I think something to point out is, like, the Colts franchise haven't really been in this sort of situation. Like, think about yeah. where the preseason expectations were and think about what's developed so far this season. And then you have to factor in the final two games of last year. You know, I was making this point on our morning show earlier today. When the Colts have been bad in the Ursay ownership reign, which is what, like 96-ish, right around there, there was always the dangling future at quarterback carrot. You know, Peyton Manning was drafted in 98. 
the 2001 season, you still had Peyton on the roster. 2011, you knew Andrew Luck was waiting there at the number one overall pick. 2017, Andrew Luck was still on the roster. You don't have that this season. And when you make the move for Matt Ryan, you're sending a message to your franchise and saying, by us continuing to go Band-Aid veteran quarterback, we should be held to a higher standard expectation-wise because we're sacrificing you know, long-term development with a younger guy to try and win here in the short term. Um, so this is just – it's different for Ursay. I think it's different for Colts fans. I mean, obviously – and I'm speaking probably more from my generation of Colts fans. If you're 40 years or younger, you're not used to this at all from this franchise. And I brought up the offense earlier. Guys, they haven't scored more than 20 points right. in six straight games. Jesus. If that stretches to seven games on Thursday night, that will tie the longest such streak for the franchise since 1993. So, Kevin, wins and losses aside here, if you take the wins and losses aside, and that's ultimately all that matters, but if the Colts are this boring, is that going to be something Jim Ursay thinks about whether or not he's going to make a move? It's not like they're losing exciting shootout games where crazy things happen. This is a boring, bad football team right now. Yeah, it's a really good point, Hammer. I mean, it's boring. I think there's a level of apathy I have not seen from the fan base, especially this early in the season in quite some time. Um, the saving grace will be the AFC South leader will, will will not run away. I mean, like, you will you will always be in the mix. So if you want to kind of fall on that, I'm not saying that you should, but there's a section of the fan base or even the football team that obviously will continue to play for that AFC South crown. But – you know, I brought up Jacksonville and Washington coming up later this month at Lucas Oil Stadium. If you start to see empty seats, the Boo Birds continue, you start to have more of those performances at home, that's where I think the Ursa embarrassment leader, meter, I should say, continues to rise. So that's the danger in all of this. Like you said, you're not an entertaining product right now. You're the least scoring offense, dead last in the NFL in scoring, 14 points per game. And what are you selling as hope? You know, it's not like you have some young quarterback waiting in the wing. I mean, the Pacers are going to be bad this year, but the Pacers have some young hope. The Colts, at the most important position in football, they don't have that. KB, if anybody uh, hates themselves and they want to read more about this Tennessee (laughs) Titans game or better yet, a preview of what's coming up Thursday, where can they go? Yeah, I, I prefer to go with, if you want to cope, you can cope uh, with us over on 1075thefan.com uh, and then our morning show, Kevin Query, every morning, every morning from 7 to 10 on our sister station. So a quick turnaround, just a reminder for Thursday night, Amazon Prime and then the local ABC affiliate will also pick up the game here, RTV6, for those that want to watch the Colton Broncos on Thursday night. KB, you're the best. Thank you. Yep. Enjoy it, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.